Welcome to Behold, a podcast for women longing to live a life worthy of the call they have received. I'm Christy Horsch, and this is episode 93. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 93 of the podcast. I am so glad that you have joined me here today. And today we're going to be talking about clarity. But first, let's get started with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit and fill our hearts and our minds. Help us to be the women that you have called us to be. Help to show us that path. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to grow, for a season of change, so that we and all that we do can bring glory to you. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. All right. So part of my job, what I help women do is I help them to live their lives intentionally in order to become the women that God is calling them to be. And in doing this work, one thing I have found is that oftentimes we want something, but we don't get clarity around what it is that we want. And this lack of clarity makes it really difficult for us to make progress or to move forward. Sometimes we have a desire, but we never get clear on what that actually means or looks like. We might think about it or we might even do some small things, but we don't translate that into a goal that we can take action on with progress that we can measure. So, for example, I have always wanted my kids to love to read. It was a desire that I had. And while I would read with them when they were little and encourage reading as they learned, I didn't have any clarity around this as an actual goal. It was just something that I kind of desired and I wanted, but I wasn't necessarily pouring into it in the way you would with a goal. Then as my kids are going through the line, I had a kid who didn't want to read. She just didn't want to. And at first my brain kind of wanted to dismiss it as some kids are just like this. Some kids just don't want to read. Some of your kids will want, will have this love of reading and some kids won't, but I still felt this tug, this desire that I wanted this, my kids to love to read. And so I realized that if I wanted this desire to be realized, I needed some clarity around it. So to get the clarity I needed, I had to name what my desire was. I had to define it, then I had to prioritize and commit to it. Okay, so first I named what I desired. I recognized that I had this desire, so I prayed about it and asked God what his will is, was around that. What was he wanting? Why did he put that desire in my heart? What was he wanting from that? And so then with that, I was able to you know, name it better and desire it. What does it mean? for my kids to love to read. If I want them to love to read, what does that look like? Does it mean that they read a certain number of books a year? Does it mean that they just read for fun? Does it mean that they need to read a certain kind of book or a variety of books? Does it mean that they discuss books? 
what does it mean to have kids that love to read? And as I started to ask myself these questions, I realized that I didn't actually desire them to love reading. I desired a family culture that centered on shared stories and a shared appreciation for reading. So in other words, as I got clear, I was able to name it better. And then I was able to define what that looked like. I wanted to be reading aloud, even as the kids got older, so that we would have shared stories. So we would know the same characters so we could connect over that. And, and that was fine. It was fine if no one else was reading, but me in those circumstances, because I wanted that connection and bond over good literature. I also wanted to cultivate an appreciation for reading. And so to do this, I made independent reading a priority for myself so I could set an example for them in their daily lives. And I also made it a priority to discuss with them what they were reading. So as they entered these other worlds through their books, they could share their excitement with me and know that I cared. I defined what the desire was, but I also defined what the desire was not. I didn't desire that they read a certain number of books. I didn't desire that they only read classics. I didn't desire that they even had to read every book from cover to cover. Audible is an option. Picture books are great. Graphic novels too. It wasn't something that I was going to be strict about the method. I just knew I wanted a family culture of picking up books. And so once I was able to name and define it, I needed to commit to it and prioritize it. And that means I had to add reading aloud to our schedule. I had to find books with stories that would engage them at all, you know, at some level for a bunch of different ages. I had to let go of my perfectionism and let things kind of flow organically in our book discussions. I had to prioritize listening when my kids talked about their books, even if this was a story that I had no interest in and they wanted to go on and on. I had to recognize that it was a priority for me that they feel heard about what they're reading. Once I had clarity around that desire, I was able to implement it as a goal into our lives. And now, a few years later, we definitely have a culture of reading in our home. My daughter who fought reading, she doesn't necessarily love every aspect of reading now, but she does love reading in some regards. She loves listening to me read. She loves audiobooks. She reads at her grade level and she comprehends beyond that. So from my oldest to my youngest, reading is a part of daily life in our home. And it has been so much fun sharing those stories together. This wouldn't have happened if I wouldn't have gotten clarity around that desire. If I would have just let it go, we wouldn't have gotten to this point. And of course, this is an example. You have desires that God has placed on your heart. And even though you have those desires, you might still be sleepwalking through them. That's what I was doing. But then by finding clarity around your desires, it's like waking yourself up to make those desires a reality. So this week, take a moment and ask the Lord to show you the desires that you're sleepwalking through or the desires that you're not acting on in the way that he's called you to. He'll point them out. He'll show you. He'll give you that, that feeling inside of, yes, this is a desire that I want to see take flight. Then I want you to grab out a, you know, grab a sheet of paper 
And I want you to name your desire, define that desire, commit to it and prioritize it. And I'd also like to add in there to evaluate it. Create a measuring stick that will help you to measure your progress. Even if it's something like a love of reading, you can create your own number scale. Our family reading culture, for example, you could just say, okay, our family right now has a reading culture of two. I would like our reading culture to be four by the end of the year. And then you can work on how you get to that. That two might mean something different to me than it does to you. And that's okay. You're defining this for you, for your desire, for your family, and how you want to move forward with ever, whatever that desire is. So you can choose where do we fall on the scale now? Where would I like to see us? What's a reasonable goal for us? And how can I move us forward? And then taking that time to evaluate. Hey, we started implementing this stuff and I'm not really seeing some progress. What could I do differently? Hey, we started implementing this and we have way shot up. How can we keep this momentum going? Okay. We don't do the work and then let our desires go back to sleep. We want to do the work of planning and then we want to keep showing up, keep checking in, keep moving forward and not just let it fall to the wayside. That's why we add in that evaluation step. And finally, when getting clarity around a desire, I want you to hold your desires with an open hand. For example, as I said, I have this desire and goal around this culture of reading, but we have seasons where things get busy or it doesn't really fit as well. And I let it slide a little. It's still important, but I allow God to control the movement and moments of our lives. I know that the seasons for reading are just going to ebb and flow. And that isn't a problem. And it doesn't change that we have a culture of reading in our home. The same is true for your desires. God will give you the direction he wants you to go and the desires to help you get there. By getting clear, that progress can happen much more peacefully. We can transfer this idea of clarity to so many areas of our lives. Our brains are often very obtuse in their thoughts. When we notice that we can slow down a little and redefine our thoughts to get more clarity. For example, if we think, I want to have a good day. That's great, but what does that mean? What does having a good day mean to you? I bet it's different than what it means to me. By naming and defining what it means to have a good day, you can then commit and prioritize the things that will help you get there. Then at the end of the day, you can evaluate and examine your good day so you can recognize God's hand in your day, be grateful, and maybe even find something to learn from it. So many of us live in a fog. We can't see where we're going. Things feel hazy and uncertain. We spin in confusion by thinking that we don't know what to do or where to go. By getting clarity, this will help you to move forward out of that fog. It will help you to feel more agency over your life and more confident in your knowledge that you're following God's plan. When we stop and slow down and get clarity around our thoughts and our desires, then we're one step closer to living our lives worthy of the call we have received. I'm Christy Horsch. Thank you so much for joining me. If you want to dive deeper into clarity, if you want to learn more how to get more clear on your thoughts and your desires, come and join me in Beckend. Beckend is 
a monthly membership that includes weekly group coaching, video courses, workbooks, challenges, and more. I will ask you the questions that will help you to become more clear on where you want to go and on how you want to do it. So if you're interested in that, you can go to beholdyourlife.com for more information. That link is also in the show notes. If you are enjoying this podcast, please rate and review and share. It is so helpful to get the word out about what we're doing. And in the meantime, I will see you next week and I will be praying for you. God bless.